0: Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Territory of Guam versus United States. certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. Argued April 26, 2021. Decided May 24, 2021. If you'd like to support the podcast, please stay tuned to the end of the podcast. Um, Guam and the United States dispute liability for environmental hazards at ordot dump a site constructed on the island by the Navy in the 1940s and into which both parties allegedly have deposited waste over the decades. The Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, and Guam entered into a consent decree in 2004 that resolved litigation filed by the EPA alleging violations of the Clean Water Act. The decree, in relevant part, required Guam to pay a civil penalty and to take certain actions at the dump, and also stated that Guam's compliance would constitute full settlement and satisfaction of the civil claims under the United States as alleged in the EPA's complaint, i.e., the claims under the Clean Water Act. More than a decade later, Guam sued the United States under the Comprehensive Environmental Response, Compensation, and Liability Act of 1980, CERCLA, alleging that the United States' use of the dump exposed it to two possible actions under the Act, The first was a cost recovery action under Section 107A, which allowed the recovery of the costs of a removal or remediation action from any person who at the time of disposal of any hazardous substance owned or operated a facility at which such hazardous substances were deposited of. The second was a contribution action under Section 113F, which provides that a party that has resolved its liability to the United States for some or all of a response action or for some or all of the costs of such action in a settlement may seek contribution from any person who is not already party to a qualifying settlement. That's um, section 113 F3 Cap B. Um, the DC Circuit rejected Guam's CERCLA claims against the United States. The court determined that. Although Guam had once possessed a CERCLA contribution claim based on the 2004 Consent Decree that sufficiently resolved Guam's liability for the dump, that claim was time-barred. The court further held that a party eligible to pursue a contribution claim under Section 113F cannot assert a cost recovery claim under Section 107A, leaving Guam no CERCLA remedy. As relevant here, Guam now contends that the 2004 consent decree did not give rise to a viable CERCLA contribution claim, leaving Guam free to pursue a cost recovery action. The case turns on whether CERCLA authorizes a contribution claim only when a party resolves a CERCLA-specific liability or whether settlement of environmental liabilities under other laws will do. Um, The Supreme Court held... The decision is reversed and remanded, and Justice Thomas delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. Held. A settlement of environmental liabilities must revo- resolve a circle specific liability to give rise to a contribution action under Section 113F3B. The court interprets Section 113F3B in light of its text and Place within CERCLA's comprehensive statutory scheme, Section 113F's interlocking provisions governing the scope of a contribution claim, taken together and in sequence, anticipate a predicate CERCLA liability. See um, New Prime versus Oliveira. Um, Section 113F's anchor provision, entitled "Contribution," explains the scopes or the scope of contribution actions with reference to CERCLA's other provisions allowing contribution during or following any civil action under section 106 of this title or section 107 of this title. Um, Section 113F1 The provision at issue here recognized a statutory right to contribution in the specific circumstance where a person has resolved its liability via settlement, um, that's Section 113F3B, that section exists within the specific context of Section 113F, which outlines the broader workings of CERCLA contribution. Um, that's Merit Management Group versus FTI Consulting. Section 113F3B's opening clause further ties itself to the CERCLA regime by permitting contribution after a party has resolved its liability for some or all of a response action or for some or all of the costs of such action. Uh, emphasis added. The anchor provision also discusses allocation of response costs, and the phrase response action appears dozens of times throughout the Act. That remedial measures, or that remedial measures under different environmental statutes, might functionally overlap with a CERCLA response action does not justify reinterpreting Section 113F3B's phrase resolved its liability for some or all of a response action to instead mean settled in environmental liability that might have been actionable under CERCLA. Interpreting Section 113F3B to authorize a contribution right for a host of environmental liabilities arising under other laws would stretch the statute beyond con- Congress's actual language. And because the word resolve conveys certainty and finality, it would be odd to interpret Section 113F3B as referring to a party that has resolved its liability if that party remains vulnerable to a surplus suit. The most natural reading of Section 113F3B is that a party may seek contribution under CERCLA only after settling a CERCLA-specific liability, as opposed to resolving environmental liability under some other law. The government's contrary arguments fail, given Section 113F3B's place in CERCLA's comprehensive statutory scheme. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice Thomas delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast or me as I um, try to get to my public defender internship uh, down the road, see the PayPal link in the show notes, find me on Patreon, or contact me at roadscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S, like truck driving roads, and eight zero. Thanks for listening.